Welcome to Barbell Vitality Radio. I'm your host, Brent Ruska, personal trainer, yogi, and Muay Thai enthusiast. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock strength and vitality in your life. Welcome to episode two. As human beings, we learn most through storytelling, through us sharing our experiences. On this episode, I interview one of my clients, Jennifer, about her fitness journey and her relationship with food and how that has evolved over time and where she is now currently. I want you to really reflect on your own fitness journey and relationship with food and how that's evolved, whether you've been on a fitness journey for a very long time or you're just starting out. I hope this inspires you to continue to set goals, to be curious, and find what works best for you. And please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share this with anyone who you feel would find value in listening to this episode. Hey guys, we are here on episode two. I'm here with Jennifer. Uh, We just actually finished a workout outside of her place. And I thought it'd be a cool experience to interview her about her story into fitness uh, and specifically focus on uh, her journey with nutrition uh, as well. So, hey, Jen. Hi, Brent. <laughs> thanks for being on. I super appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for the workout. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How long have we been training together? Uh, almost two years. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I think it was, yeah, it was summer of 2018, I think, that I started coming to you. Yeah. It was because it was before I started this job. Okay. With Nestle. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. And full disclosure, we're enjoying a glass of, what is it we're enjoying? El Silencio Mezcal. Nice. So, uh, Mezcal, if you would like to sponsor me, uh, I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where did your journey begin with fitness? Uh, yeah, it's actually interesting. Um, for many years, um, well, actually, let's start from the beginning. I um, had been kind of a born athlete, uh, played soccer, um, did track in um, grade school and high school. Um, always did kind of like co-ed soccer, pickup soccer here and there. Um, then eventually kind of got into hiking and eventually kind of started um, getting into yoga. And so for a good while, I did a lot of uh, yoga, like hot yoga, did like hot yoga probably like three, four days a week, pretty religiously. Um, and then, um, would go on hikes like at least every weekend. That was kind of my routine. But I got curious about, um, weight training or body weight training. Um, I think it's also around the time when Instagram was really taking off and like many people started going down the rabbit hole <laughs> of following people on Instagram. Um, and so I started finding um, other folks that were doing like fitness workouts outside and using a lot of body weight work. So that really perked my interest. Um, I was really kind of adverse to the idea of going into a gym. Um, I think it was just more scary for me because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to use the equipment. Um, and like, I think a lot of people going to the gym, it's, um, it's scary because you get really self-conscious, especially if you don't know how to do anything and you get more self-conscious about your body. Yeah. Um, so all those reasons <clears throat> that I never went into, into the gym life, I guess you could say. But I was curious about other alternative ways to work out because I was just doing yoga quite a bit and hiking. And I knew that like there was other things I could possibly try to do. Um, and then I came across um, a, a coach um, who lived in Kirkland, um, Nick Powers. 
Um, and he, um, we had a lot of mutual friends on Instagram. And so I decided to just kind of send him a message. I'm like, hey, what are you all about? I, I'm curious to learn more. Um, I had been um, uh, with an ex before who's a nutritionist. And so I kind of knew all of the diet side of things, understood that, and very mindful about um, you know, uh, how food affects me and what gives me energy. Um, so I had that one side down. So when I finally met with Nick um, to kind of get understanding of like, what he does, he was, he's a private trainer. So I'm like, hey, what do you do? Do you do small group? Do you do um, just private sessions? What, what, is, what are you all about? Just break it down to me. He's like, great, let's go get coffee. Let's talk about it. So we broke it down. Um, and uh, he's like, you know what? You've got half the battle of the diet part. Um, just let's come on in. Let's test your strength and see. Let's go from there. So I went in. Um, didn't know what to expect. Kind of laughing all the way through. <laughs> um, as you probably remember, when I first started working out with you, too, it was kind of early on right around that time where, um, you know, picking up a weight or doing any type of work, um, workout was just kind of like comical to me because I just never thought of myself doing this. I never thought I was the, uh, I don't know, the type of person, whatever I had a stigma in my mind. I wasn't, I didn't think I was that type of person to do that type of workout. Um, and was surprised how, um, I was stronger than I expected, (laughs) I guess you could say. We have a kitty joining us. (laughs) My cat just jumped off (laughs) your lap. Yeah. That's awesome. So stronger than expected. Stronger than expected. Yeah. And so, um, and then he's like, hey, like, just keep coming in. And then let's also maybe do some small group trainings. Um, and let's give it a try. And so what was really great about it was the community of people um, in the training as well. And um, that, I think, really helped me kind of transition into that world mm-hmm. is having other people that were super positive, very welcoming, um, highly encouraging. I just, it was, wasn't anything I ever expected, um, in a workout environment. Um, and so it became addictive. You know, I wanted to be with these people. It was a positive, energetic experience that made me one being with great people that were, um, of good energy, but, and then I also felt better because I'm working out, I'm building up my endorphins. And then it became kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of a, a fun, thing for me mindset wise to keep trying and keep pushing um going higher in weights um just testing my agility and my ability and doing things doing you know jumps or um squats you know I never lifted a kettlebell in my entire life <laughs> yeah and so that was all just a trip for me um and then yeah I just um was doing that for a good while was the 6 a.m workout person two three days a week and then I would do like hot yoga two three days a week and that was my life. Wow. Um, it was interesting during that time. I didn't really have much of a social life. <laughs> yeah, It was like the people I spent time with at the gym or uh, at yoga um, that were my friends uh, that became my friends. And I just worked. Um, so and then I would still try to squeeze in a hike here and there. So there was a point in time where I was very, very active. And it was such an experimental time for me to really see the transformation of things. Um but one thing, though, too, and part of that, like looking back at it, is that I then kind of went, you know, um, all in on the fitness part, but maybe not um, 100% on the diet part or my food habit, my eating habit, drinking habit. Okay. It didn't really quite match um, during that time in my life, um, you know, still going out drinking and maybe, you know, having some foods that are probably are not the best, but I knowing it that I shouldn't eat it, but I ate it anyways, because we're all emotional eaters, right? Um, so yeah, so that was quick. That was that journey. But then um, I don't know how we met. 
How did we connect? I don't remember. Probably somewhere on Instagram. Yeah. Probably. The life of Instagram. Yeah. It's like <laughs> following meetings some way, somehow. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then I got curious because I'd been with um, with Nick and um, Kyle Sheldon over at Fire Fitness for a while and um, was curious to learn uh, more about other training styles. And so obviously I was still at a point where like I was still apprehensive of going to join a gym. Because I still felt like I didn't, I wasn't quite confident to join a gym and I didn't feel confident to go work out on my own. I didn't feel independent enough to do that. I needed, I was, um, it's always like I was codependent to work in a small group setting for sure. with people. Um, so going to do one-on-one training with you was a first time experience too, to just do private training. And, but I was curious to, um, you know, learn more about um, different style. Of training and really enjoyed that with you in particular because you were able to like break things down um, very mechanically and it really spoke to me as an athlete where you know um, I was trained a lot by my dad um, playing soccer and he would like break it down for me and like you know this part of the foot to hit the soccer ball and this angle and um, you know where you should you know shift your hips or you know swing your arms whatever same thing like in, in golf um, very, very mechanical. I have to think of all the parts and pieces on um, how to break it down, where you need to feel it. And same thing like in yoga too. Like I, I think it's probably because of that. I I'm adapted to that or drawn to that knowing that I can, I can get that direction, but I can break it down in my mind of how I need to feel, um, that exercise or that movement. And so that's what I really appreciate and really connected with you as a trainer, um, I learned so much about just little tweaks of things that I was doing so regularly, but not realizing I could do it better. Um, but yeah, and then here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working out with you once or twice a week now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so going back to the nutrition part, tell me a little bit more about mm-hmm. it being slightly out of alignment. Um, I think that time in my life, it was interesting. I had just gotten out of a relationship um, a long-term relationship. And so, um, where I just kind of slipped back into drinking a bit more than I had been before, um, going out to eat, um, probably having more dairy that I would normally intake, um, you know, eating cheeses and ice cream and things like that, knowing that like, I don't have a lactose intolerance, um, but I do come up with different types of allergic reactions to it. Um, so, I was mindfully ignorant, if that makes sense, (laughs) or denial. I was in denial of eating those things. Um, And so that definitely had impacts to, you know, my sleep, my my day-to-day, you know, staying awake, um, and my performance in in exercising and my my training. In what ways would your body kind of reflect if you were eating things that weren't working well for you? Like what were, if you're willing to share, you don't have to. Yeah, uh, no. Things that you were kind of uh, signs that maybe I shouldn't be eating this. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So um, I, I do credit a lot to my ex um, who's a nutritionist um, when I did elimination diet and really I, I'm, I'm very mindful about how the body really is a mirror. It really is a reflection. It's a, it's a great barometer. And I think it's a matter of education and choice yeah. um, to see the signs and listen to the signs. Um of how your body reacts to certain foods. And so 
for a long time, I would have like these psoriasis symptoms, which I currently have been getting some now okay. <laughs> because in quarantine, yeah, <laughs> not eating the greatest, emotionally eating, stress, being alone, yeah. um, except for this time. I'm so thankful for you coming here. Um, but um, that is one symptom. Um, being drowsy, you know, not feeling fully awake. Even if I drank a bunch of coffee, I, I would still feel groggy. Mm. If I had enough different types of, you know, dairy in me, I know there's certain kinds of dairy, like cheddar cheeses, for instance, I can't have. I will certainly have like a stomach kind of feel kind of meh yeah. um, right away. And so um, it's interesting the the kind of um, reactions I'll have on certain types of dairy. Um, I'll, it's either a range from either immediately not feeling so great in my stomach um, or it's a slow like buildup. It's like um, uh, been told like, when you have these kind of allergic reactions, but you don't realize it, it's like a callus. It's like a blister. Yeah. You keep building upon it and not realizing that it's actually bad and you kind of ignore it and you just keep, you know, rubbing on it and it keeps getting worse and worse. And so that's what ended up happening. Um, until I did the elimination diet, took it out of my system and all those symptoms went away. Wow. And I didn't have the psoriasis symptoms. I didn't have like a dandruff that looked like dandruff basically. And it was like embarrassing. I had to hide it a lot. Um, Or not feeling like having other kind of skin rashes or things like that, that I just thought that that was the way of life. And I was a person, like I was a kid who drank like two pints of milk a night and would have ice cream and have cheese all the time. And like... And I just thought this, I literally just thought this was just me. And my mom like was like telling me too, as a kid, like you need to wash your hair more. I'm like, I'm washing my hair. Like I'm not a dirty kid, (laughs) (laughs) but it was something I just didn't understand. I didn't know what was happening until I did the elimination diet. Um, so I'm super grateful to my ex who taught me and educated me in all those ways. Um, you know, of understanding about my, my personal relationship with food. So Um, And that's something that I have definitely understood deeply for myself is that my relationship with food is going to be very different from somebody else's. It's not going to be the same from other people or the same as other people's. And so my choice of what I eat is going to be different per person. And so a lot of times, you know, at least for me, not a lot of times, but I don't necessarily prescribe to a certain type of diet. I have a lot of friends and people who reach out and ask about like, oh, are you on the keto diet or are you on the whatever Atkins or no carb diet? I'm like, I don't prescribe to any kind of diet. Um, I don't think that it's a a thing for me or I don't I don't think it's a a term that is properly used. I feel like it's just it's an eating habit Um, and it's personal and it's very it's a very, very personal thing where it's going to be how it works for you. And just understanding um, which foods give you energy, which foods make you, you know, tired or bloated, um, which foods, you know, um, you know, still make you happy. I can still have, I'm, I'm like not, not eating like chocolate or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause we will always be emotional eaters. Um, but it's just listening to how that food affects me. And that's something where I go in and out of times of listening to that, Yeah. to that, um, whatever reflection or however you want to call yeah. it there's times where you're just more mindful and mm-hmm. times where you kind of ease up on that mindfulness mm-hmm. intentionally to enjoy yourself a little bit more mm-hmm. sounds like you're kind of doing that right now yes there's a, a lot more time <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, be this more is, mindful this is being recorded during the COVID-19 <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, tell me about tell me about uh, your eating habits now that we've been quarantined, and some reflections you've had, and kind of some goals you're going to set while we continue to be quarantined. It's uh, right now. It's the beginning of April. Yes, April first. April first. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great question. I think <laughs> um, over the last few weeks, um, I think a lot of my friends and some people know that I've been eating a lot of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like daily. Like daily. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's awesome, though. That's a good time. So for those people who are listening and watching, <laughs> to Je- the way to Jen's heart is fried chicken, people. <laughs> it could be anywhere. Yeah. Or chicken strips. <laughs> um and so, I don't know, that's, that's, oh, it's such an emotional connection with it. It's a comfort food. I think it really is just a comfort food for me right now. Yeah. I think because of everything that's going on, I'm not necessarily that stressed, but I think it is subconscious. And then it's subconscious through my eating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that. Um, and so, um, you know, everything else, you know, I, I balance it out with eating a, you know, two mouthful of like spinach. <laughs> Yeah. But yes, so I've been doing that for probably two plus weeks. Um, I have been drinking less, which is good, obviously because of quarantine, not going out to drink or whatnot. But I don't tend to really drink that often by myself at home. Um, But yeah, so I decided, um, you know, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the month. It's April. And as we all know, uh, we have about another month of this quarantine. And what better way to kick that off and kind of start on a, you know, a good goal or just to kind of get me through personally through this month um, to clean up my habit of my eating and um, kind of go back to those roots, what I had before. Um, I I have no excuse not to Um, as far as, you know, oh, I don't have time to do this. I don't have... um, I have to go to this meeting, I've got to go to work, you know, I need to like get into the office, you know, I have to go to this workout, you know, I don't, I have no excuses because I'm here at home majority of the time, obviously. Um, I just need to be more mindful about how I prepare the food. So it's really kind of going back to just basic eating, um, I guess, but people would understand as a paleo eating. So um, more organic um, vegetables, primarily vegetables, um, mindful about the nightshades and grains that I eat, um, you know, de- definitely being mindful of my gluten intake, um, and then, um, and obviously still eating meats, of course, but also the types of ingredients that I would use to cook those items. So a big factor that I remember um, in my past of learning of, you know, types of food I eat and how I react is the types of oils that are used in cooking. Okay. So definitely a lot more coconut oil um, is going to be my primary oil of use for cooking um, and then olive oil as well, too. So those are two factors that um, I think will definitely clean up a lot of my um, my system or just my habit of eating. Um, Obviously, no sugars, really. I mean, not I won't have like a piece of dark chocolate. It's no big deal, but um, no processed foods, really. I think that's probably the biggest thing is um, just getting back to what they call just caveman eating of just strict meats and vegetables, um, no other types of additives, everything, you know, as basic as far as salt, peppers, you know, olive oil, butter, whatever that may be um, for um, how I cook and how I eat. Um, I'll still drink, you know, coffee here and there, but definitely be more mindful about the number of coffee cups I drink a day, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously mindful of drinking, um, you know, 
definitely, you know, not going to not probably have a drink once in a while just to kind of treat myself, I suppose. But um, it will be interesting because at the same time, I, I think I've talked to you before when I first met with you and yeah. figuring out like, you know, you always kept asking my goals. Like I don't really have goals. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have goals for, for working out or yeah. my diet really. But I think um, I mentioned before I did the elimination diet, but I wasn't really into fitness and then I was very much into fitness but I wasn't mindful about my diet so this is gonna be the first time that I'm going to focus on the two together so also my goal is to you know do a movement at least one to two times a day of any sort any combination um, at home yoga going for a run mindfully not by anybody with anybody or anybody around <laughs> me um, but some at least a movement at least a good sweat at least two days would be uh, two times a day um, and going to bed consistently, um, you know, making sure I'm getting enough sleep. Um, this could be a good remedy for keeping the COVID-19 away. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm going to do, um, a post on my Instagram. Um, it's going to be a very vulnerable post. I feel like, um, of like a before and after of like me in a swimsuit and, and whatnot and showing a picture of like my psoriasis on my fore on my scalp and stuff. Like this is this is the reality of my body, of Jen's body and what it goes through. Yeah. Um and then let's see what happens at the end of the month. Yeah, that's super exciting. And this is important to understand that Jen has figured out what works really well for her by asking a lot of questions and trying a lot of different things with exercise and as well as nutrition. So uh be very curious with your eating, with your exercise, and continually ask questions and use your body and how you feel as a barometer for what is working for you. This is not about following what Jen does. This is just inspiration of figuring out and following her journey and how she figured out what worked well for her. Jen, what would you say uh, if you were to give you know, advice to all those in quarantine who maybe are you know, struggling with nutrition, kind of feel a little bit lost with it. Maybe they've gotten in a big rut with just not even knowing where to begin. Uh, what would you suggest? Um, gosh, I think, I think right now what I, at least I've seen on social media and whatnot, I think people are, are extra motivated to work out. And I think that's awesome. I think it's a really interesting time um, that has really kind of kickstarted people um, in a different way. It's not like it's New Year's. It's not like it's, you know, um, well, I guess it's kind of getting ready for summer body, so to speak. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. Um, all the more so. And so I think that mindset and movement is really inspiring for people. Um, and I think people just kind of need to keep that going um, and, you know, find their inspiration some way, somehow to move. And I think, I know a lot of people are sharing their stories and movement, which I think is great. I think that is a a culture that is becoming more prevalent that it's everybody that is doing some sort of movement it's not just the fitness influencers it's not just the fitness models it's not like the people who are sponsors for certain products um it's literally everybody that's doing it and i think we need to support each other and praise each other for it um and cheer each other on i think at least for me for somebody who was just starting, you know, two, three years ago into getting into gym training and lifting up a weight and trying to do all these things that my body has never done before. Having those people in that community really helped motivate me and made me feel um, more comfortable with my movement and sweating it out and 
doing the hard work with with them and so even though we're not in the gym we can still support each other virtually um so give out those high fives or give out those smiley faces and their hard eyes (laughs) on their instagram stories and those likes um i think we it's a great opportunity to really motivate one another and i think if you one um you know looking for inspiration um show that love to that person that is promoting it and sharing in their journey and their story and you know hopefully that motivation will come back to you like karma in that sense and i think that will that changes the vibration immediately and i think that what that's what happened to me um that um my cat's stuck on me <laughs> Um, motivation for me to, you know, motivation for each other, right? Just like I think you have to kind of continue to build that community with everybody. Um, And so um, there's that piece of it. And I think, you know, this is the time and opportunity, like I said, too. The cat has jumped on Jen's legs and is now stuck in her pants. Because he just needs the love and he wants to join the party. And so we're just taking a little... Uh, break <laughs> as the cat detours from her pants. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Um, anyways, um, but I think that coupled with um, with the motivation to inspire, I think one, everybody's living virtually more than ever. I think everybody's like killing the bandwidth on the internet. And hopefully in a healthy way, um, you know, are inspired to get in a healthy way to find, you know, recipes and ideas um, of to try something new and different that they may not have been able to before for whatever variety of reason or never had the time to. Um, you know, people are ordering food, on, you know, and getting things delivered. And so um, what better way to start experimenting than now? And, you know, you have a more controlled environment where you can try different recipes or try that different smoothie. And, you know, you um, your commute to your work is <laughs> not very far. Yeah. And so there's a lot of different stressors that are no longer in the picture um, where I think a majority of time, and I and myself included, um, gave myself excuses to not eat as healthy, um, not try something different or new, um, you know, or pushing myself to go to take a class or something like that. I think this is, um, you know, we have to think in a different perspective that we are given, um, you know, this extra time in life as challenging as it may be in other ways to uh, take stock of what we can and cannot do or want to do or, you know, had always dreamed of doing. And so um, this is my goal, you know, for the month of April to kick myself into gear (laughs) and tell myself no excuses. That's really good. Yeah. All of us, it's important to remember, all of us are on a journey of becoming more fit and well. So what Jen is saying, and I believe she is saying, is that every single person you know in your life is on this journey with you. So it's important to reach out to everybody that is in your life to support them on this journey of eating better and getting more active and also encouraging you to figure out what is that one thing that is kind of inspiring you to get moving and really reflect on that and start taking action on that, whatever it may be. As Jen's saying, we have this time where we don't have these added stressors so we can begin to kind of focus on our fitness and well-being and get curious on what is that thing that maybe inspires you 
to get active or eat a little bit better and reach out to your community and support them and have that support come back to you. Cool. Was that a question? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a... You were just looking and I'm like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Anything else you feel like sharing about your the things you've learned along your journey uh, and you know, some of your goals you've set for yourself now? Yeah, I think this is... I mean, I, I guess it's just curiosity um, for myself. And I know that can be hard for... Um, challenging for a majority of people to be self-motivated and I think um you know there's there's something to be I mean I I was at that place too like I was not motivated I was like I don't think I can do this um and it just for whatever reason I it was just a matter of like of wanting to try um and you know I started this journey about three years ago it was 32 33 I just yeah and I just was like you know what better time than now just to just try, figure it out, experiment. I've got plenty of time in my life to, I can stop anytime I want to, Yeah. but at least I can, I'm in a, you know, a time of my physical health that I can, I think I had the ability to do it. I have felt like I can at least give it a shot and see if I liked it. I can at least say I tried. Um, I probably could have probably just hated it and not look at the gym or look at a kettlebell ever again <laughs> yeah totally um but here i am um you know and so it's everyone's gonna have like you said everyone's gonna have their own journey um you know i, I don't think that mine is going to be a, a prophecy for anybody um but hopefully my story my version can be inspiring for others um you know i think there has been some good positive things out of it i mean i do enjoy sharing my workout accomplishments and I, I'm proud. I'm proud of it. Um, and I, I've seen the results over time. And like many people, you go up and down a roller coaster of physical and mental abilities. And so um, it's been fun to kind of see that like your body really is just a reflection of everything that you do to it. Um, and so it's, it's really become an evolution of my relationship with my body um, and how I treat it and how I want to see it evolve um, and knowing where I can take it. Um, I guess now Brent, if you ask me, what goals do you have <laughs> for <laughs> fitness? I actually have goals this time. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Just took two years. It just took two years <laughs> to really like, get to a point that like, okay, I can do this. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. Of course. Very meaningful. I really appreciate it. No problem. Cool. Well, I think that's, that's great. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Hopefully we'll be in the gym again soon, lifting heavy weights. Yes. And, uh, we will see y'all, see y'all later. <laughs> thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to episode two. If you yourself are interested in virtual training, online training, or coaching, feel free to reach out to me at Barbell Vitality on Instagram. Shoot me a message. Feel free to set up a time we can chat about goals and happy to help you along your way. Thank you again so much for listening and can't wait for you to all tune in to the next episode. Bye.